0: World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff
1: Welcome back, my friend, and thank you so much for tuning in to this 678th episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And staring me eye to eye, except for actually, it's monitor to eye, is a blank screen. And what I mean by that is I have a document. That has the title of this episode, but no notes about what I'm going to say related to that topic. This could be a very short episode of The Cliff Ravenscraft Show, but regardless of the length of this episode, I believe this could potentially have a profound impact in your own experience of fulfillment And a feeling of having success day by day. So let me just go ahead and read right off the top here the title of this episode. You've probably already seen it in your podcast player, and you can read along if you'd like. Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. Now, I was browsing through TikTok the other day and I came across something somewhere that had that quote. And unfortunately, when I chose to pull that one quote out of all the things that were being said in this TikTok video, I neglected to also write down where the source of this came from. So, I apologize to whoever put out this incredible statement in the midst of one of your TikTok videos and I did not give you credit for it, but I gotta tell you, this resonated deeply with me. In fact, I immediately closed the app, I opened up my day one journal, and I created a journal entry, and I simply put in, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, comma, but by the seeds you plant. Now, I have this overwhelming belief that I am being divinely guided from above, or maybe even more accurately to my current beliefs, from within, that I have this connection to my Creator, our God, whatever you want to use as language. But I feel that I am being divinely led and guided throughout my day to come across materials that are going to communicate to me kind of what I need to hear, kind of like there are going to be keys that will unlock doors in my mind and or my heart that will just open up revelation of, hmm, this is a message Cliff needs to hear today. And that is exactly what this quote was for me. Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. Now, for those of you who came to the Free the Dream conference, either in 2018 or 2019, I share in the Free the Dream conference through the, I think it's seven talks that I do, a lot of the materials, the strategies and techniques about controlling my emotional state that I learned from Tony Robbins. It's one of the seven sessions anyway. And one of the those teachings is whatever you focus on is what you feel. And even more specifically, you could actually focus on one thing and have multiple different feelings about that. Uh, You could have a a wide variety of emotions or emotional states that will come as a result of focusing on a particular situation or circumstance or whatever the case may be. And what will control your emotional state will be dependent upon the meaning that you associate to that circumstance. So, for example, have you ever had a, a thing that has happened in your life, some sort of circumstance, a situation that popped up out of nowhere? It was unexpected, undesirable, and inconvenient. And let's just say that those words are being very modest to how we might actually feel about that particular perceived negative situation. And if we are experiencing some turmoil in our mind, in our emotional state of being, maybe it's producing a little bit of anxiety or worry or doubt or lack of self-confidence, if that, if that all of a sudden those things are starting to well up, the idea of this teaching, what you focus on is what you feel, is in the moment, if you need to instantly kind of stop the spiraling down, the the negative drain of how low can I go emotionally, for just a moment, what you could do is choose to stop focusing on that circumstance. All right, maybe you just need to go out and take a walk and, and start breathing deep and get some air and oxygen into your lungs and use your body in a different way and start focusing for just a little bit. What can I appreciate that's going right in my life today? What kind of things have gone not only according to my expectations, but have well exceeded my expectations about how life goes? How awesome life could be. Is there anything else in my life right now that I could choose to focus on and express my gratitude, my overwhelming heart of thankfulness for these other things, rather than focusing on what I've just perceived and labeled as an incredibly undesirable, inconvenient, painful experience or situation that has just come up? And the answer to the question, by the way, is always going to be yes. I always like to joke around about the fact that if I want to, I could say, well, gosh, at least I woke up this morning and there was oxygen for me to breathe. And and I have a whole new uh, opportunity, it seems today, to live another day of this incredible thing called life. You know, I while I was sleeping last night... The earth continued to rotate around the sun at precisely the right distance so that it didn't go too far away from the sun in, in such a way that I froze to death overnight, and it didn't get too close to the sun. The earth did not rotate and in, in, in get too close to the sun so that I fried overnight. Yet here it is, another day, without my conscious effort, without any worrying or anxiety or fear... The earth just continued to do what was necessary to sustain and support my ability to continue to live on this planet. And there's oxygen to breathe, and my heart continues to beat without me forcing it and being consciously aware of its beating. There is blood coursing through my body that has all sorts of nutrients that is replenishing. There are so many things that I could appreciate. I could appreciate for me personally the fact that, man, I have such an incredibly loving and supportive wife that I've been married to for more than 25 years and that we're incredibly in love with one another. I could be thankful for my kids and their uh, overall approach to life and the fact that they're very responsible. I could be thankful for, I mean, it, there's seemingly an infinite number of things that I could choose to focus on that I could be filled with gratitude that it will actually get me out of that spiraling negative emotional state. But occasionally you might think, well, okay, Cliff, that's great. Um, I've been there and, and yes, I agree. I've, I've gone to my gratitude journal and, and, and it took me a little bit, but I, I, I've, I've experienced that. I have experienced where I was able to stop focusing on the bad thing that just occurred and get out of that for a little bit, put a little buffer in my mind. Maybe switch things up, get into a different environment, go somewhere, sit in quiet contemplative prayers, journal, or go out for a walk and just think about things that I'm thankful for. That's great and it's wonderful, but that doesn't get rid of or eliminate that terrible thing that just came up. Some At some point, I have to deal with it. I have to focus on it. Something's got to be done, all right? Well, let's just assume that that's accurate, all right? So, just for the sake of of the conversation, let's just assume it's accurate that you must now go and finally face that circumstance and do something with it. You feel compelled to at any rate, and so now you have the situation, and hopefully, you had practiced enough gratitude that as soon as you come back and sit and think and folk and you're prepared to shift your focus off of all those infinite number of things that are going right in your life to help put into perspective how infrequently <laughs> stuff like this thing that I need to go focus on and work out what I'm going to do in response to it um it, it, th- these things happen so infrequently and hopefully that puts this situation into a little perspective for you. That's the first thing, all right? But then, as I'm thinking about this, then I, I was like, okay, now I need to focus on this, and I'm not, I noticed that I don't have the same spiraling, falling down deeper and deeper into more and more negative and, and deeper experiences of negative negative emotional states. I, I'm not going into greater depths of despair. I'm not going into gr- an increased amount of anxiety. I'm not I, I'm not imagining you know worse and worse sorts of worst case scenarios in my mind about how bad this is gonna be. But instead I'm like, ooh, okay, now I'm okay, now it's time for me to sit down here. And, and, and focus on this situation that's just occurred and I need to come up with some sort of response. By the way, pause here for just a moment and recognize that, that emotional response, uh, the emotional reaction that you had before, that was a reaction, all right? That, and, and many times, it's just conditioned. It, we have so many different beliefs subconsciously inside of our subconscious mind that all of a, all of a sudden, when this er- circumstance happened, it triggered some of that programmed thoughts and beliefs and emotions and sometimes childhood traumas that I'm learning all about these days. But it, it triggers stuff inside of us, and that's how we have this emotional reaction. And it's not necessarily that situation. I, I want you to hear this. I've just learned this recently. It's not necessarily the situation that caused you to have fear. It's not the situation that you just were aware of that caused you to have anxiety. What I've learned is that if you have a situation that's unexpected, that occurs, and you go into a reactive, uh, by default, negative emotional state, you have a negative emotional reaction to this scenario, this situation, that flood of negative emotions is not actually the result of this situation. It's it, it It just happened to trigger the release of much of that fear and anxiety and worry that was never let go when it was experienced in the past. I know for me, there were many times as a kid, you know, I, I oftentimes would feel uh, like a, a little bit of sadness or you know hurt feelings and and stuff like this. And whether it was me hanging out with my friends or peers and classmates in school, or whether or not it was a well-meaning adult that was uh, somebody that I respected as a child, they might have said, "Oh, don't cry. It, 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 just it, don't don't be so don't be sad." you know, don't, you know, it's not that it's okay. It's going to be okay. Or sometimes it's like, well, I don't want to be judged by my friends as a crybaby. And so I'm just going to repress that. I'm going to stuff that sadness. I'm going to stuff that down. And sometimes we, we do this with a lot of emotions, a lot of anxiety. Don't be afraid. That's don't be a sissy you know it's, don't be afraid and so all of a sudden anytime fear comes up we think that being afraid and being fearful is a is something that we should not experience or i felt like i should not experience and next thing you know i'm doing things to to push that fear down to squash it not necessarily feel it and let it go and be what it is but i'm i'm trying to to suppress it push it down but every time I suppress those things, it it basically just, it, it's still in there. And anyway, I, th- there's a whole lot of things that I'm learning about so many amazing ways that we can transform our experience of daily life. Maybe I'll come back and talk about that in a future episode about suppressed memories and repressed memories. What's the difference between a suppressed memory and a repressed memory? And the idea and the benefits of re- of allowing some of our past traumas to resurface, some of those emotions to actually give ourselves per- to permission to feel those emotions, and then to evaluate those emotions, and and then just to let them go, let them go, and 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 to basically uh, let the pressure out of this big huge gigantic boiling pot of emotions that we have so that the next time an unexpected search situation comes there's not this built up pressure inside of our pressure cooker of an experience of life in our subconscious that wants to explode a lot of exper- a, a lot of anxiety fear and worry and doubt so if we could get rid of the worry and fear and doubt and all the other stuff that we've got suppressed and or repressed inside of us and built up, if we could just let go of all of that, if we could surrender all of that, if we could just trust God, the universe, whatever, just trust how supportive life has always been to us. If we could see just how things have always ended up working out for our best, that there's very few things that we would go back and change if we could only understand how even the most unexpected and seemingly inconvenient things that have happened in our past has Actually helped us grow and experience the ability to be who we are today. If we can come to a place that we can even understand that, wow, we are worthy of the love that that is is inside of us. We're man, we're you and I. We're really great people. We really are, and we are who we are today because of how we evolved over all of these experiences of life, and that would include the experiences of getting what we want and. Sometimes, even more importantly, the things that we didn't get that we wanted. But we always got what we needed, and and that's, that's an important key. Anyway, how does any of this fit into the topic of today? Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds you plant. Well, here's how it fits. So, first of all, we've talked about the fact that if you have this situation comes up, and we go into that negative spiraled reaction because, well, there's been a lot of pent-up fear or anxiety, anger, worry, stress. It's been repressed. Well, for just a moment so that you can stop sinking deeper into the pit of self-wallowing worry and doubt and anxiety, go and focus on something else. We talked about that. Now we can come over here and uh, what we want to do is we now want to focus on this event and we just want to see this event for what it is. What if I told you, what if you were to adopt the idea that whatever circumstances show up in our life, whatever sick situations in our life that, that we are confronted with, what if they are neither good nor bad? What if there were no such thing as a good situation and there is no such thing as a bad situation? There are only situations. There are only circumstances. There are only results to actions. You know, somebody took an action, I took an action, and there are these results. Those results are neither good nor bad. They're just results. it, It is what it is. There's a quote, there's a, a, tech t- a TikTok video many, many years ago that, that was these kids and, and there's this little sound bite, it's a little earworm. And even to this day, it just stands, it's like, ah, I need to be reminded, it is what it is. That's it. It is what it is. And, and so if I could just understand that this situation, this unexpected, undesirable, inconvenient, well, first of all, is it undesirable? Well, I'm perceiving it as undesirable. Is it really inconvenient? Well, I can make an argument that it's not quite convenient, okay? But is it bad? Mm Hmm, Hmm. right now it feels bad. Okay, understand that anything that you would have an argument that it's either good or bad, those are nothing more than meanings that you're associating to it. I'll give you an example of this. There was an experience after my first year in business. I had allowed myself to go on all sorts of emotional roller coaster rides during my first year of business. I didn't know what I didn't know, except for the fact that I also did know that I was clearly moving in the direction I felt most called to, to move in in my life. I knew, I, there, I experienced the highest emotional highs I'd ever experienced in my life during those, that first year of my business uh, up to that point. I've had some higher highs since then but I, up to that point, I experienced some of my highest highs. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I get to do this every single day. And then I experienced some of my lowest lows. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't figure out how to make money doing this thing, or at least the amount of money that I, I desire. And oh, there was so much fear, anxiety, and worry. But then there was so much joy. And I was just, but I was just all over the place and I also had all sorts of limiting beliefs. You've heard this many times in my story about how I just worked around the clock and I didn't take care of myself physically uh, not only was I not moving physically, I wasn't actually doing very well when it came to how uh, my eating styles were happening. In fact, back then, I did not know the skills and techniques that I have taught at the Free the Dream conference about how to be in 100% control of my emotional state all of the time. I didn't know those techniques back in 2008. And so, I did I did know one thing that just seemed to work for me, and that is eating, Eating changed my emotional state. So if all of a sudden something just you know that something some situation occurred and I it triggered all sorts of stress and anxiety and fear and anger and rage inside of me. If I needed a break from that, I would just go up to the kitchen and I would grab myself some starchy foods that tasted really good, whether they be sweet or savory. It didn't matter at point. I'd just take whatever's there and I would just eat and it's like, oh, that feels so good. You mm. Yeah, to eat another one. Ah, that feels awesome. And and before I know it, you know, it's like, oh man, I'm out. <laughs> and I may have just eaten a family sized bag of Doritos. I who knows. But back in the day I was not doing so well. Well, after an entire year of medicating with food and no physical activity and working around the clock and having the most egregious shifts, radical shifts in my emotional states up and down, up and down all year long, by the end of my first year in business, I ended up in the hospital. And I had massive gallstones uh completely destroyed my gallbladder. And as a result of a, a certain situation that happened at the hospital, I almost died. I, I mean, they literally did something in the hospital that, or, that if, I, if it were not caught when it was caught, I could have died in the hospital or at least shortly afterwards. And, you know, I, I, back at the, t- at the time, I saw that. I experienced that. And I'm like, this is terrible. This is a bad experience, I'm already at the place it's like okay so I finally by the end of the year I'm starting to make some money I'm starting to make a little progress you know the the first nine months of the year the business paid for itself but never paid me after the final three months I'm starting to get a paycheck this is great I'm ready for some momentum I just celebrated the end of my first year in business and now I'm here for the first two weeks of 2009 in the hospital this is terrible this is horrible this is, I, I'm having anxiety, well, first of all, I'm having anxiety and fear about whether or not I'm going to live. Uh, I'm having, the, the doctors are telling me about these procedures that they need to do, and they're, they have to disclose what are the percentage chance of this and that, and one of the procedures that were was pretty much essential and necessary, it, it was kind of, I think the re- the results were like I can't remember. I'd have to go back and look at the blog post. If I remember, it was like 40% or close to 50% that I wouldn't make it through the procedure. But yet, I had to decide, do I want to have this? That was not what I wanted. And then, of course, not to mention that this is two weeks I'm in the hospital. I'm not doing any work. And back then, I didn't have any passive income streams. I had... You know, I I was getting paid by creating content. I was getting paid by doing consulting work. I was getting paid by doing coaching. And for two weeks, I'm not doing anything. And it's not like I had a ton of money saved up at that point. Uh, I had burned through a ton of savings. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. This is a horrible experience. Uh, Why is this happening to me? And so you I made an argument that I don't care what any I don't care what anybody who mindset answer man, motivational speaker I don't don't tell me that there's no such thing as a good circumstance or a bad circumstance. There just are circumstances. It's very clear to me back then that me being in the hospital that that was a terrible experience. Well, that's what I thought at the time. However, today, I'm going to tell you that I see that as an incredibly awesome experience. It's one of the things I'm most thankful for in my life. I I haven't created the, the list of my top 10 things that have happened to me that I'm most thankful for, but I'm thinking that if it's not in the top 10, it's certainly within the top 25 things that have ever happened to me. Almost dying in the hospital, was one of the best things that have happened in my life. I mean, we're talking about getting married, uh, you know, ha- my, my feeling of oneness with my Creator uh, and, and, and developing that relationship, H- having the, the birth of each of my three children up there, uh, the, some of the things that I've experienced through the work that I've done. I mean, the, there's there's been some really awesome experiences in my life. And if I were to put together a top 10, pretty close to the top is going to be the fact that I almost died in the hospital in January 2009. So, how is this possible? Well, first of all, I can say today that it's one of the greatest experiences in my life, but it's really all that experience in the hospital was just what it is. It 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 wasn't good, it wasn't bad. However, back then, I certainly judged it as being bad, and today I currently judge it as being good. But if I wanted to, at any moment in time, I could actually Put a new label on it. And the reality is, is that you and I get to choose what anything means to us, what meaning we associate it to. So back then the two weeks meant that oh my gosh I'm I might physically die. All right? It, this means that I'm not going to be able to do any work and and chances are I'm going to lose all of my momentum. I'm I'm not going I'm not doing any work and that means there's no income. This means that we're not going to pay the bills and and if, if I let my imagination go, I I could have seen it's like oh my gosh we're going to be homeless, we're going to be this. I'm I'm going to have to get my job back as an insurance agent and that's oh no this or that i'm going to ha- i could have gone on and on about how bad that situation was and today i can equally recognize that uh, you know hi- hindsight is 2020 back then i could have knowing what i know now i could have actually seen it for the gift that it was the experience of going to the hospital and almost dying and being there for 2 weeks during the first 2 weeks of my second year in business i knowing what i know now i could have seen it for the gift that it was i could have said i could have then if i knew what i know now say wow what does this make possible for me in what way can i use this situation for my benefit how can I use this situation for me to get greater clarity about how important uh, it is to take care of uh, my physical body, to move more? How, how can I use this situation to wake me up to the importance of nutrition and health? How can I use this to wake me up to the importance of of, of growing personally and professionally, especially in the area of my mindset, one of the things that I can tell you is that I would not be doing what I'm doing today had it not been for those two weeks in the hospital. I wouldn't have, I don't know that I'd have the relationship that I have with my wife and or my kids today had I not almost died in the hospital. I wouldn't have uh, eventually uh, read the books and 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 studied the nutrition stuff and, and all of the physical fitness and changes. I've lost over a hundred pounds in the last seven years. And... And kept it off, and I work out every single day. It's like, man, all of this really—I could go back to January of 2009, and that's—that was the catalyst that got me to where I am today. And it didn't—I didn't just go straight from that experience. Then, boom, I'm this new person overnight. But it set me down a new path. So, when we have a situation come up, we find ourselves spiraling down the emotional negative route we can change our focus for a little bit let's get us let's get some gratitude let's get our emotional vibrational state up to higher levels of excitement and energy in our body we're filled with gratitude now let's go back over and look at the situation first let's just agree that it's not good or bad I can choose for this to be good or bad based upon my perceptions and my beliefs and the meanings that I associate to it, but I get to choose that. Now, if I choose this is a bad situation or whatever, or circumstance, then I'm going to feel bad emotions. Let me ask you this, if you choose to feel, if you choose to associate a negative meaning to an unexpected situation, Do you agree that that oftentimes will lead to negative emotional states? I know for me, it has always been the case. So then the next question you might want to consider asking yourself, when you are in a negative emotional state, when you're in a state of fear, when you are in a state of overwhelm, anger, stress, self-doubt, lack of self-confidence, Are you at your most creative, resourceful state for you to to implement things, to make new things happen? I know my experience has been no. It's not that I haven't been able to be creative and take action from a negative state of mind. Certainly, I've had years of practice of doing exactly that. But what I can tell you is that anytime I choose to create from a state of faith and confidence and gratitude and an overwhelming sense of being guided and and filled with purpose and fulfillment, whenever I have those emotional states, I seem to have effortless action effortless creation it seems that i get into a flow state and things just flow naturally to me and through me and i create things in in what might usually take four to five days in a negative state i could actually accomplish in maybe four to five hours in an incredibly positive state that's been my experience of life and so i could choose to take this circumstance that was unexpected, that just was presented to me, and I could assign a negative meaning to it, then feel all of the negative emotions, and then try to use the stress and the frustration and the angry and the worry to motivate me to take action. And I got to tell you, I used to argue. You know, I used to say this. I used to say, well, you know what? Sometimes I just need a little stress in my life, I just need a little stress in my life to get me motivated to take action. You know, I often work best under pressure. I, and, and you know what? So there's a part of me that as I check in, as I say that out loud, there's probably still a little part of me that believes that. But here's what I can say. I know it's not true. It is not true. I don't work best under pressure. Maybe my experience is, has been that it seems that when I'm under a lot of stress, when I have pushed myself up to a deadline, when I have pushed myself to the limits, when all of a sudden everything's at risk, I might not be able to pay the bills this month if I don't take action, I have had enough experience to know that, hmm, that does seem to motivate me, I do seem to start taking action, there's a point where all of a sudden I've enough is enough, I've experienced so much pain, I must take action now. There's no doubt in my mind that that is real. That is true. Those things do occur. It's called leverage. However, however it's not essential that you actually get into a negative emotional state for you to move forward to create change. In fact, it is possible, if you haven't experienced yourself to to put a positive meaning or frame this situation, this unexpected event in a positive way, in such a way that you feel good about the situation or circumstance that you're currently facing. And you see how all of a sudden this is going to cause you to get into a creative mode. It's woken you up from the hypnotic rhythm of what you've been doing consistently week after week after week. So for example, let's just say it's a client that's one of your highest paid clients and you just get a notice that says, hey, I just wanna let you know, I think next month's gonna be my next last month and your income is going to drop by X amount of money per month. If that circumstance comes up, and it comes up at a time where, well, gosh, you're dealing with some consequences of maybe uh, taking your foot off the gas pedal when it comes to uh, prospecting new clients and and stuff like this. You've been kind of, and you've had a downward curve, and you're slowly working on on seeing things pick back up again. But it seems like, man, I take one step forward, and here comes two steps back again. Have this, I don't know, has has this ever happened to you? I'm speaking from experience of my past, and um, so one of the things that I can tell you is that um, I, I could see it that way, I could see this as a negative experience, or I could say, wait a second, do you know what this reveals to me? This reveals to me that if I were to evaluate, how, the, the fact that I'm tempted to see this as a painful negative thing, I'm gonna allow myself to experience that pain for just a little bit, but I'm gonna ask, what does this make possible? What can I learn from this experience? Well, one of the things that I can learn is that if I continue to do what I've done every month or every quarter or every year that is the same as what I've been doing for the last several quarters or uh, years of my life, then chances are I'm going to be in a situation where something, a situation such as this is going to just happen more and more frequently. This isn't the first time this has happened. Man, maybe I ought to wake up to the fact that there. I could c- go into a positive, creative mode and say, what can I do to avoid this situation, This what I perceive to be undesirable? What could I do to keep this from happening again? Is there a way that I can change my approach to how I do this area of my business so that I can maybe generate more revenue with less time, effort and energy than what I've previously been doing so that I'm working less, making more and I and then also if I could just take some of that overhead of additional revenue that comes in and start investing that into some savings or some investments and and stuff like that so that if I ever get into a, a bind like this, I could ride through and I don't necessarily uh, see this as, it's like, oh wow, I could I could ride through this. This, is, this isn't that big of a deal. This just is what it is. I need to replace this person as a client uh, and I've got 30 days to do it. It's like, okay, cool. But I'm not in the same place where I was, where I'm like, all of a sudden, it's like, well, gosh, this means this, and I'm already trying to build up my income and blah, blah. It's like, hmm, this is a wake-up call. There are things to be learned. This is an opportunity for me to learn about some of the holes in the processes and the systems of how I've been doing things. So, it's it's a moment of growth, and I can see it in the moment as it happens. If I want to, I could choose to see it that way. By the way, every single word that you've heard up until this point, other than the quote, don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant, every word that you've heard has just come flowing out of me. And I was concerned about coming to this episode without an outline, without preparing it ahead of time. But as I sat down, I'm like, you know what? I I really feel like I want to go record an episode of The Cliff Scratch Show. I'm feeling very inspired, divinely prompted to go create an episode, and in fact, the topic of the episode was specifically, I need to go create a podcast episode about this topic of don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant, and I got to tell you, I came down here, I sat down in front of this uh, computer screen, I typed out episode 678. I wrote down the title and I started to write an outline because I'm like, am I going to do another one of those four or five minute episodes where I just say this and say a couple of words and then let you go off and think, uh, you go ahead and think about that, um, you know, and, and, and let that be what it is. And I'm like, I don't feel like that. So I'm like, maybe I should outline this. And I started to th- sit down to write an outline and then inside that voice inside of me do i don't do you ever hear the voice of your creator or the voice of god the, the do you ever he, get that inner voice that just says no you're supposed to go do this so i'm like okay i'm supposed to just hit record and monologue and improvise and i'm like wow i i don't know that i would have outlined everything that i've shared so far it all just poured out and my guess actually something that i know to be certain There are some who are listening to this, and maybe it's you, who needed to hear some of the things that I've already shared so far, which may or may not seem to you at this moment that it has any way of fitting in with the topic of don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but the seeds that you plant. But it does. And here's how it all ties in. So, One of the situations now, I'm a business owner and I coach a lot of business owners. In fact, I coach a lot of coaches who are looking to prospect and build new, you know, create new clients for their coaching business. And one of the things that I do personally and I also help others with is implementing this thing called the Prosperous Coaching coach method for creating clients. And it's a lot of connecting with people, a lot of starting of conversations. It's a lot of inviting people into coaching sessions that are complimentary where you serve those people so powerfully that they'll never forget that conversation for the rest of their life. You may invite them into a second complimentary session. You may or may not propose to them. And depending on uh, how you know, whatever the situation is, they may or may not say yes to your proposal. So that that's kind of what I help a lot of people with. But business owners in general, even if they're not coaches, the question is, is, wow, sometimes we get caught up in judging the success of our day, the work that we do, by the results that we get. Specifically, I'm talking about, we look at the results such as How many sales did we make? How much in sales did we generate this day, this week, this month? How many people said yes to our proposals? This is judging the day by the harvest you reap. So, and I've been guilty of doing this, judging my days by the harvest that I reap, And so, for example, I might sometimes do a three coaching calls on a, on a Tuesday has been an experience for me. And one of them might be an existing client and two of them might be a potential client that I'm serving in a complimentary session. And let's just say those it just so happens on this particular Tuesday that those two people are in their second coaching experience. And let's just say that I'm really feeling good about who these people are as far as what they're creating in this world, my ability to be a great Um, service to them through the coaching that I do. So I might make proposals to both of them. And let's just say, and this has happened for me before, where I propose uh, $12,000 paid in full for a year for a next level mastermind. And both people said yes. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome! Wow, I just made, it's $24,000 in sales over the next year um, and and sometimes they'll pay in full, sometimes they'll pay monthly. There's an extra fee for paying monthly which ends up being $15,000. So it could be as much as $30,000 in a single day. It's like, yeah, yes! and And I can get so caught up in in judging that today was a successful day because I made this much in sales. Well, what about all the other days when when I'm not making a proposal? What about the days when I'm, uh, making a, what if I have uh, two proposals to make on a, a particular Tuesday or Thursday or whenever I'm making these proposals? What if I have two people that I propose to and neither of them say yes? What if they say, listen, I'm just not able, I'm not in a place where I can afford to make that kind of investment now. I definitely see the value in this. I would love to work with you. Maybe within the next six months, I think I could maybe make this happen. And what, what if at the end of the day, the harvest is no for now you know there 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 is nothing to store in the barns there's nothing to deposit in the bank account what if you have days where you are not harvesting well the by the way the the chances are you could choose by the way those that the fact that you made a proposal and did not get a result That is a situation, a circumstance that's neither good nor bad, although you can choose to put some meanings on it, that this is good or this is bad. It's completely up to you. You could use all of these experiences to learn and to grow and to modify and to change approaches and, and stuff like that. But here is the key, and this is something that I just discovered this on TikTok, like I said last week. What if you don't judge each day by the harvest you reap? But what if you judge each day by the seeds that you plant? You see, my wife and I, we are currently reviewing chapter by chapter the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And for those of you who have been listening to this podcast for many years know just how important that book and how transformational and pivotal that book was for me in September 2017, completely changed the entire trajectory of my life as a result of that book saying, okay, it's time. You've got this. You have to move into your zone of genius. By the way, if you've not read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, I encourage you to go read that book. Uh, and also familyfromtheheartpodcast.com. Again, that's familyfromtheheartpodcast.com. I think it's episode number 427 and 428. Let me confirm that for you. Uh, Yeah, episode 427 and episode 428. My wife and I are covering this chapter by chapter. In fact, uh, today, this afternoon, we're going to be recording uh, episode 429 of Family from the Heart, and we're going to be covering part three of our coverage on chapter one of that book. That's just how much information, how much value there is uh, to be to be mined, how much gold there is to be mined out of this book, The Big Leap. So if you're interested in that, Stephanie and I are talking about The Big Leap in the Family from the Heart podcast. We do that show every week and uh, it's a lot of fun. Family from Familyfromtheheartpodcast.com. Little, uh, what do you call it? Cross promotion right there. Uh, oh, by the way, you're in a podcast app right now? Why don't you just go ahead and pause me for just a moment. Go ahead and go to the little place. Click on the add new podcast. Do a search in the directory. Family from the heart. Yep, there's that's the one. Cliff and Stephanie Raymond. Yep, that's the one. Hit subscribe. Now, you'll see all of the episodes that are available to you. Just go ahead and archive all the old ones. Start with episode 427. There you go. I'm done with my cross promotion now. But going back to this thing, what if I were to judge each day by the seeds that I plant. Now for me, I do this thing called Prosperous Coach Method for Creating Clients. And step one of that process is connecting with people. It's just, it's just connecting with folks and starting conversations and it's not necessarily that I'm trying to convert every single person that I am connecting with into a client. But I am connecting with people to find out, hey, is there anybody that I that is in my path or anybody that I can go and seek, seek out and search, is there anybody out there that would love to experience something in life, something that they feel called to experience, something that they feel called to create in this world, something that they feel, is there some sort of dream that they have that they have either been attempting to pursue for quite some time and just haven't been able to make it happen or they they, they know what to do, they've made some steps forward, but they keep falling back and, and, and they just seem to have a struggle consistently moving forward, making their dream a reality. Experiencing that thing they feel most called to experience in this world. Is there anybody that I talk to or could talk to on a daily basis that might reveal that they have something like that going on? I happen to have a lot of experience in my own life of making dreams become reality and overcoming obstacles and limiting beliefs and evolving and and getting gaining insights and studying and learning from a lot of people to, that has helped me make a ton of great progress. And as a result of that, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of other people making their dreams become a reality, and I'm like, I, I'm getting pretty good at this. I, I'd like to help more people, and that's who I am. I want to, I wanna, I, as obviously, I want to entertain, but more importantly, I want to educate, encourage, and inspire others. I, I have a strong desire to help everyone that I meet break free from any thought, emotion, uh, activity or behavior or belief that is holding them back from living the life that they feel called to live in this world. Thoughts, emotions, behaviors, and beliefs. I am incredibly skilled at helping people break through to new levels of success and making their dreams become a reality. And so I'm always on the lookout for those. And so I made a commitment, and I talked about this in an episode a couple of weeks back when I released the episode about my keystone habits. I said, one of the things that I'm going to begin to do is I'm going to start making sure that I'm connecting every day. You see, there was a season of my business where I was introduced to this prosperous coach method for creating clients. I began to go all in on it. I mean, I served people through complimentary sessions like you would not believe. It was Insane, the number of calls that I was doing every week. And at the end of each of those second calls, I would make proposals and people were saying yes. And well, actually, I can tell you right now, 54% of everyone I ever proposed to said yes. And because I was connecting with so many people, I was serving so many people, I was proposing to so many people, I got to the place where finally my business was generating 30. Thousand dollars a month consistently. Now I'm a solopreneur. I have no team members, stuff like that. I mean, my wife works in the business and she does uh, accounting with me once a month, and she creates some content with me. And she's getting more involved again. There was a time when she had her own paid mastermind and stuff, and she she stopped that for a while. But now uh, she's getting back involved. You can learn more about what Stephanie and I are doing as a married couple. We're getting ready to start an entrepreneurial couples mastermind group that starts in the first week of May. If you're interested in learning more about that, email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. There won't be a sales page for it anytime soon. It's pretty much by word of mouth. And uh, if you just heard those words from my mouth, uh, you can email me, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Just put entrepreneurial couples mastermind group in the title, in the subject line, and just send me an email. Say, Cliff, I'm interested in learning more about this. Anyway, but Stephanie works in my business, but I was making $30,000 a month every single month. And that was actually significantly higher than what I'd ever made previously. And for me, what happened was I went for 18 months where that was my experience. And when I got to the 30,000 per month, when I reaped that harvest and and I knew that harvest was gonna be there and in essence, it was gonna be there for approximately at least a year, Ended up lasting for about a year and a half, but um, it 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 was going really well, and as a result of that, I was ju- judging the success of my days by the harvest I was reaping. So every every day, every month, I was sitting in a in a uh, a stew of comfort financially oh man, all of my financial needs are met. Actually, my financial needs are not only met, but my financial needs are exceeded. In fact, during that period of time, we put $20,000 into our retirement account. We put a ton of money into savings. We paid off some uh, student loan that we took out for one semester for our daughter, became debt-free again. It's like, ah, this is so amazing. Yes, and I gotta tell you, I, because I was judging the success of each day by the harvest that was in the barn or being put in the barn or already there, how plentiful the harvest had been, I was no longer planting seeds. Now, don't get me wrong. I was I was still doing the prosperous coach method here or there. But I went back and I, I filled in all of my spreadsheets where I was tracking. And the reality is, is I was I was bringing on two or three people per month that that were not clients, and and I was serving them, and and it, you know some of them I didn't even intend to propose because I didn't necessarily have a spot for them. I mean, you know, the mastermind groups relatively full, except for the PM group. I could have added them there, but the people that I would talk to, it was clear that Thursday nights wasn't going to work for them. But the AM group was full. Uh, My one-on-one coaching, I'd already had five clients. Sometimes I had six clients, and I'm like, listen, I don't have room for more one-on-one. So I was just serving a couple people here and there. But what happened was um, I had a bunch of clients who were in at $2,250 a month. And in fact, I had seven clients who were paying that rate. And they had all made a one-year commitment. And they had all come on board within 90 days. And, well, about 12 months after that, they all came off of the income roll, if you will, or they came off of the books financially within 18 months. So you do the math, seven times uh, times $2,250 a month. Actually, I've got my calculator right here. Seven times 2250 is that's a $15,000 drop in income per month actually 15,750 per month every month within a 90 day period of time and all of a sudden i started to judge my days based upon the harvest and the harvest the 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 the, the barn was starting to to empty out from last harvest that came in, and there was the new harvest that was coming in, I, you know, I, don't get me wrong, I had a couple of people, once I started to see the, the, the income dropping and there became a threshold, once it started dropping below 20,000 per month, it's like, okay, uh, gonna go do some things, right? So then I I started to implement. But then what happened was I was bringing on new clients. So I'd get one client that would come on and one client that would drop off. And it's like, okay, it's just like, man, I'm slowly making progress, but it's a whole lot slower than I need to. And I'm not saying that back then I was in a negative state, but I got to say this, I, I wasn't experiencing that, yes, what an awesome day each day when I was not reaping the harvest. I was judging my days, the success of my work days, by the harvest that I was not reaping. Or maybe I was judging my day by the fact that, sure, I just brought in this new client who's paying this amount, but I also have this client who just dropped off this month because their one year is up or they, they've they been in the group for over one year and they, it's time for them to move on to something different or whatever the case may be. And I found that I was judging days based upon the harvest. And the idea of judging my days based upon the seeds that I'm planting, all of a sudden that just changes changed the way that I felt about the effectiveness of my day. Hmm. I may or may not have proposed to someone today. I may or may not have had somebody say yes to a proposal today. But what I can tell you is today, I reached out to three people and really genuinely connected with them at a deep level. I I reached out to seven people today and had a meaningful conversation. I jumped on the clubhouse and met three new people. And and those are all seeds that have been planted. I have no idea which of those seeds are gonna fall on good soil and sprout up and to reap a harvest down the road or if they ever will. But I know that every day I am called to be the farmer that goes out and plants seeds. My, my true gift in this world is to be encouragement to others. My true gift, my true talent is to use who I am and what I'm gifted at to help others rediscover their ability to dream big dreams. My gift and talent is to help people once they've discovered what their dream is to evaluate the action plans on how to get there and to to figure out how to get into a place where you know how to evaluate the results of those and to change your approach and to control your emotional state, how to break free from any thought patterns, emotional patterns, behavioral patterns, and or belief patterns that are keeping you from doing what you need to do to make your dream a reality. And I don't have to be paid by people to do that. I a matter of fact, it's one of the things that I love about the Prosperous Coach Method for Creating Clients is I get an opportunity to do that for free for individuals, just, and and I, I, I do that through Clubhouse, I do through content like this, but then I do it through uh, connecting with people in conversations and occasionally I feel that nudging inside. This is somebody I think I should invite into my complimentary one-on-one coaching experience. I, I'll bring them into a full-blown 90-minute experience of my coaching and then I get to serve them. And sometimes I feel led to ins- to invite them back to a second coaching experience. Not every, not every time. Uh, it's, it's, sometimes it's just clear to me that they got what they needed and everything's fine. And we, I move on to whoever I could serve next. And all of these are seeds that are planted. I never know which seeds are going to sprout. I have very little control over the harvest. Not to say that I don't have any control over the harvest because I do. But I always, every day, have control over what seeds I plant. And if I choose to judge the success of my day, how worthy were the investments of my time, effort, and energy today? If I judge it by the seeds that were planted and not the harvest, every day is a good day, or at least is in my control of being a good day. It's awesome you know. because I, matter of fact, I'll just tell you, yesterday I did two proposals and one person says, Cliff, I would love to work with you. I I see the value in this. I see that you've opened up my eyes to things I never thought about doing before and if I implement this, I could see how one day I would be able to invest $12,000 to be a part of your mastermind group. I don't have that extra cash flow right now. And so what I can tell you is that I would love to be a part of your mastermind group. It sounds awesome. In fact, I'm going to make it my goal to be a part of your mastermind group in within the next six months. I could see maybe in six months from now. Now, regardless of, of I'm, I'm not making any judgment about what they're going to be able to do or not do if, if they don't have the consistent ongoing encouragement and support, maybe they will, maybe they won't be able to do that on their own. Uh, everybody has the ability, it's whether or not they have all of the tools, tools and strategies and techniques to continu- consistently make that forward momentum. But regardless, the answer was to the proposal was no for now. It wasn't a yes. I did not make the sale. So if I judge that opportunity... Uh, If I judge the success by the harvest, I might come away with the potential of saying, hmm, today that was not a successful experience. Except, though, if I think about the seed that was planted, if I focus on the seed that was planted instead of the harvest I did or did not receive from that experience, with that individual, I see that, man, I helped this person see things from a a perspective that they would never have come to on their own. And as a result of that, they've already made forward momentum. In the last two weeks, they've done more towards making their dreams become a reality than they had experienced in the last two months, the last two years, or sometimes it's the last two decades. They're not currently in a place where they're able to commit financially, but they are interested. And and who knows? They may or may not come to me in six months from now. But if they do, that seed will maybe produce a harvest later. And then I have to think about the fact that there have been people that have said no for now and have said, hey, Cliff, I'm I'm thinking of one person down the road, uh, specifically. One person says, you know, I could see myself maybe in three to six months, I could join your group. And then the COVID hit, you know, and shut down his geographically located business, and he has all these employees who can no longer come into work and do the work and all this stuff, and he wasn't able to. But you know what? That seed that was planted there, he he referred somebody to me by the name of Graham Cochran. And as a result of that, I had the opportunity to work with Graham. And as a result of that seed that was planted, many, many months, almost nine months later, I picked up a six-month coaching contract with Graham Cochran. And he's an incredibly successful individual. It was an incredibly financially profitable coaching uh, program that I did with him. And it, it, it got incredibly powerful, transforming results for Graham going through a very pivotal and transformational experience in his life. And as a result of it, it's one of my favorite testimonials that I've ever received. Here's what Graham Cochran had to say.
0: Hey, my name is Graham Cochran and I'm an online business owner, coach, host of the Graham Cochran Show podcast and the author of the book, How to Get Paid for What You Know. And I have the privilege to call Cliff my friend and I got to work with him through a coaching experience for six months and it was fantastic. I think one of the things that helped me the most and one of the things I absolutely love about Cliff and working with him Is that Cliff pays attention to the words you say. So he would literally write down words I would say, things that would just come out of my mouth that I didn't even know I was saying, and say them back to me. And they were like a mirror he was holding up to me, showing me what my subconscious is thinking, the way I actually frame things. And it was so jarring sometimes to hear the words that I would say about myself or my situation. And he would correct me and challenge me and push back on things. I think working with Cliff was both fun and uncomfortable at the same time, which I think is a good thing. I always came knowing that when Cliff sat down with me, he was giving me his 100% attention and he was for me, and he wanted to help me see transformation in my life. I had a real great experience being able to work through some pivotal things in a big pivotal point in my career and in my work, and Cliff was super instrumental in helping me have clarity helping me have confidence as well in who I already am, not who I need to become or evolve into, but who God made me to be and how I can continue to press into who I already am more. So, so grateful for working with Cliff, grateful for his friendship. He truly is a cheerleader for you. You know, you need to surround yourself with people who really believe in you and will fight for you, and Cliff is one of those guys. So it's an honor to call him a coach and a friend. I couldn't be more happy. To recommend Cliff to you in any way, shape, or form. You need some Cliff in your life.
1: Well, there you go. <laughs> you need some Cliff in your life. Thank you, Graham Cochran, for that. And you know, this is my favorite testimonial that I've ever received. And it's right up there with a couple that my friend Ray Edwards have shared with me. But this best describes how I serve as a coach. If you go back and listen to his words about how I show up and what I do, uh, it is. I am so incredibly thankful to God to to just bring to me this method of helping free folks uh, to understand their true identity, their true value in this world, to break free from any thought patterns, emotional patterns, Behavioral patterns and also belief patterns that are keeping them from experiencing the fullness and fulfillment of their calling and purpose and mission and dreams in this world. You know, going back to the topic today, matter of fact, Ryan Coral is the gentleman that I had made that proposal to. I was certain he was going to say yes to my proposal. This was almost uh, two years ago, and when he says, "Cliff, I, you know, I thought it was this price, and you know, it's going to be a couple months before I can come up with that price," uh, because I had, had had recently had a rate increase above what he had thought the Mastermind Group would be, and then, like I said, the the COVID hit, and he wasn't able to do it, um, it, it and stuff like that. But the seeds that were planted then led to us remaining in contact with one another. I continued to encourage him, motivate him and be a source of inspiration to him personally during the pandemic, those early days of well the early days of the pandemic, but the, the later days of 2020 and even into 2021, you know, I still continued to connect with him outside of those coaching experiences. And then he refers to me, Graham Cochran and then I get the experience of working with Graham Cochran and then the one of the best to to- testimonials that has explained who I am as a coach today. you know you never know where the harvest is going to come from but here's one thing I know you plant enough seeds and you just are going to you're just gonna reap a harvest. it just it, it's just how it works. you throw enough seeds out there and you will reap a harvest. However, my recommendation for you to consider today, and it's what I've adopted for myself, I just heard this last week, it's already having an incredibly profound impact on how I view my efforts each day. I judge each day not by the harvest that I am reaping, but by the the seeds that I have chosen to plant today. Where are you investing your time, your effort, your energy in being of service to others with your gifts, talents, and abilities? Are you busy about the work and busy in a good way? Are you busy about the work of planting seeds? one of my current clients recently in a hot seat said you know i get into a season where for a while i get confused and and worried and f- fearful and that takes that motivates me to start taking action and i i go into a flurry of action and then all of a sudden financially things are good and then i go into a season of comfort and excite- excitement but but then i'm not planting any seeds and and eventually uh, the, the barns start to get a little thin as far as the stock, the inventory, the, the harvest is, is starting to be used up. And, and then I go back into the, the worry. But what if we were always planting seeds? All right. That's, that's today's episode. I had no outline. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this. I got to tell you, it feels so good to be back behind the microphone. I'm praying that more inspiration like this will come. Thank you for tuning in. And let me just ask you real quickly, is there something in your life that you feel called to experience? Is there something that you just know there's, whether that's spiritually or, personally, relationally, fitness, health, business, whatever the case may be, is there some area of your life where you just, there's there's just this gap between what you feel called to live, what you should be experiencing, what you feel is your, your purpose, your mission, your dream, side business hustle, losing weight, whatever the case be, whatever it is that you desire, if there's a gap between you're getting that making it a reality and this has been something that you've been thinking about or you've been working at for a long period of time you ha- maybe you've had some success but then it ca- you fall back into some old ways maybe you have you've been so fearful that you haven't even taken the first steps yet well that's the kind of coach that I am I ho- I help people just like you I help people who have been where I've been. I help people who are in places I've never been, but using the techniques, the skills, the tools, the strategies. If you only knew 80% of success in anything you want to accomplish in life, it's you that's in the way. That's it. It's what you believe. It's your thoughts. It's your emotions. It's your behaviors. It's your beliefs that's what's keeping you that that's what's causing the gap you might be choosing to focus on some circumstances and placing the blame in some other places but when it comes down to it it is a pattern of thinking a pattern of feeling emotionally a pattern of behaviors of actions that lead to this you know results and then of course uh, it, it, it might be the beliefs that you have that are keeping you from Fully tapping into your true self, who you actually really are, which is an unlimited eternal being who could create anything if you only truly knew who you are. If you'd like to have a powerful coach who could help you one-on-one, or if you're a business owner, to to meet with a bunch of other people who live life to the fullest on a consistent weekly basis through the Next Level Mastermind, head over to CliffRavenscraft.com or MindsetAnswerMan.com. They'll both take you to the same place. Click the Work With Me tab and either apply for my one-on-one coaching or... My next level mastermind group. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level.
0: Mindset and